I want to open with a story I heard recently. It's real short. I heard a story about a father who was walking by his six-year-old son's bedroom when he heard his child shout, Ew! I just spit into my hand on purpose! And now I know I'm a pastor because when I heard this story, I immediately thought, that's exactly how our sinfulness works. (laughs) We get ourselves into messes all the time. On purpose. We willingly choose what is not best for us. It's okay. It's okay. We all do it. It happens again and again. We're going to be thinking about this a lot today during our sermon. And we'll be looking specifically at the Old Testament passage from Amos chapter 7. I've titled this sermon, Blessings and Burdens. Please pray with me. May the words of my lips and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord. Send your living word to walk amongst us now, to challenge our assumptions, to set our hearts ablaze, and to make us whole again. Amen. Last year, around this time in the summer, I went to Home Depot on a Friday morning at about 10 a.m., I was thinking that this was the perfect time to go to Home Depot, because who goes to Home Depot at 10 a.m. on a Friday morning? But I knew the moment I stepped into the store that this was not going to be a quick trip. The Home Depot was packed. All of the registers had lines that stretched into the aisles. And looking around the store, I was trying to figure out what was going on. Was the store going out of business? Was there some sort of mass sale? Why was everyone at Home Depot at 10 a.m. on a Friday morning? And so I kind of started to look around and piece together the stories that I was seeing based on the shopping carts next to the different individuals. There was a guy over here who had tons of lumber stacked onto one of those big roller carts. Was he building a new deck? Maybe that's what was going on there. And then there was a woman over here who had three shopping carts all filled with plants. Clearly, she was going to be working on her garden. And then there's a guy over here who was very um, carefully, but maybe a little overwhelmingly so, trying to get a huge grill into his shopping cart. Not the best decision in the world. But I knew that that man must be preparing for a party, because there's no way that one person needs a grill that large. And that's when it hit me. A party, of course. While it was Friday at 10 a.m., that coming Monday was the 4th of July. And that's why everyone was at Home Depot. That's why the guy needed a new deck and the woman needed a new garden and the other guy needed a huge grill. There was this quickly approaching summer holiday. Truth be told, I love the 4th of July. It's right in the middle of the summer. The weather is almost always good. And usually all you have to do is eat hot dogs and watch fireworks. That's my kind of holiday, folks. But clearly, those people at Home Depot that day did not have the same understanding about the 4th that I did. While all I was going to do on the 4th was eat hot dogs and watch fireworks, they weren't really interested in relaxing. She had to go plant all of her gardens, and he had a grill to assemble, and he had a deck to build. Here was this great four-day weekend, the main holiday of the summer, and all of these people are at Home Depot getting ready to do a ton of work. I've got to think that a lot of people at the Home Depot that Friday 
didn't see this approaching holiday weekend as a blessing, but rather they saw it as a burden. I used to do this type of stuff all the time myself. I've gotten a lot better at it as I've gotten older, but but I would host parties in college and after college, and then I would get so nervous about making sure everyone was having a good time. I wouldn't even enjoy the party myself because I would constantly be scanning the room and looking at a person like, uh-oh, they don't look like they're having a good time. Better go over and talk to them, make them laugh, bring them some food. It was exhausting. Parties weren't fun for me anymore. They were burdens, not blessings, because I couldn't get out of my head you know, and realize that maybe my job was to just enjoy it and let everyone else figure it out as well. This is a clear human tendency that we do all the time, turning blessings into burdens, sometimes without even meaning to. Sometimes it's not even our fault, but it just happens over and over again. Let me give you some real basic examples. Money can be a blessing. The ability to control what you own, what you eat, where you live within reason. Money allows us to make choices. And yet money, as we all know too well, can quickly become a burden. We start to think we need more of it. We worry about it. We get greedy. We hold on to it. We go into debt. Money can be a blessing and money can just as quickly become a huge burden in our life. And what about relationships? Relationships, too, can be such a blessing to us. Perhaps some of the greatest blessing in our lives is our relationships with other human beings. But a disagreement or a fight or a misunderstanding or just an unwillingness to forgive. Relationships can quickly become broken. They can lead to resentment and loss. They can become a great burden in our life rather than a blessing. And what about our bodies? Our bodies are these incredible blessings from God, and yet our bodies can betray us. Lack of sleep, poor eating habits, family history, high stress, all of these factors can lead to the burdens of disease, illness, hypertension, high cholesterol, etc., etc. All of these God-given blessings and so many others can quickly and easily turn into terrible burdens for us. And you know what? That's not the way that God wants it. Our first reading from the book of Amos this morning is the story of a prophet who was sent to tell the Israelites to stop turning blessings into burdens. Amos is nothing more than a simple shepherd, we read, who cares for sycamore trees. Just your ordinary, everyday guy. But God has selected him to share an important message with the people of Israel. God says to Amos that he's been using a plumb line with Israel. Plumb line is this tool that helps us measure the depths of water. And so God is saying that he's been observing and measuring the people of Israel. And now... God's sending Amos to deliver an important message to these people, to let them know that they are headed down a path that leads to destruction. Here you have the Israelites, God's chosen people, clearly a group that has been blessed by God again and again. But if you read the entire book of Amos, you come to find out that the Israelites have been abusing these blessings. King Jeroboam, in particular, 
was the focus of God's ire. King Jeroboam was, has brought great wealth to Israel, more prosperity than the kingdom has ever known before. But he has also co-opted the Jewish religion to suit his purposes. He's also a known abuser of women. Sure, he's brought prosperity to Israel during his reign, but he also did that on the backs of the poor. The rich got richer and the poor got poor. And frankly, it's because King Jeroboam cared more about expanding his own wealth and fame. Stop me if any of this sounds familiar. The kingdom got richer on the backs of the poor. And God had had enough. The other piece that was taking place is that, yes, sure, Israel was getting more prosperous But the Israelites were also really great at observing all sorts of religious rituals and holidays. They were doing everything they were supposed to do, and yet God could tell that it meant nothing for them. They had taken the blessing of religious worship, religious traditions, religious rituals, and instead turned them into a performance. And God was fed up with that as well. And so... Here we have this blessed group of people, and many of them didn't even realize how much of a burden they had created for themselves. And just so we're absolutely clear on all of this, it's called sin. When the blessings that God gives us are turned into burdens, that's sinful behavior. And God will send prophets to call us to repentance. God wants to bless us. Really, truly, God wants us to live joyful, whole lives. But our sinful behavior is so often what gets it twisted. Our bodies can become a burden if we don't care for them. Our money can become a burden if we give it too much power. Our relationships can become a burden if we refuse to compromise and forgive. And here's the thing, church. It's not just that our sinfulness can cause all sorts of personal blessings to become burdens. The other thing we need to realize is that our sinfulness can deeply affect others. If we become too focused on ourselves and our blessings, if we start to act like the selfish and self-centered King Jeroboam, then our actions will quickly create real burdens for the most vulnerable among us. As Christians, this is something we need to be aware of. Our enjoyment should never come at the expense of someone else. That's what was happening in Israel. The religious festivals, the great prosperity, it had caused the Israelite people to forget about those in their kingdom who were most in need. You've forgotten the poor, God says, and I'm fed up with it. And it's the same with the story of our country too, isn't it? We have a country that cares more about tax cuts for the rich than health care for those in need. Our country chooses to have a military parade rather than providing housing for the homeless veterans. But let's not just point the finger at our leader. Amos was sent to all the people in Israel. And this word from God is for all of us here today, not just those sitting in Washington. We turn blessings into burdens too. 
We forget those who are most in need as we try to protect what we want. Ask yourselves these hard questions today. What blessings are you turning into burdens? What personal sinfulness is creating a burden for someone in need? Is it your greed or your ego? Are you putting people down in order to build yourself up? Maybe you're trying to control everything even when you shouldn't. Maybe you work too hard and you never actually stop to enjoy all that's been given to you. These are all examples of turning blessings into burdens and God wants it to stop. Take some time this week to talk with God about the blessings that your sinfulness has ruined. Be honest with yourself and your God about the inner workings of your soul and let God change these burdens back into blessings again for your sake and for the sake of those around you. I want to close by saying this. God wants to bless us. God wants for us to live a life that is joyful and whole. God does not want people to be crippled by debt or encased in fear or abused and oppressed. God doesn't want blessings to become burdens. And I know this is true because God sent Jesus to tell us so. And Jesus is absolutely clear. He said this. Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is the one who came to restore the original blessings of God to us. On the cross, all of our sin, all of our shame, all of our guilt, all of our burdens were put to death so that we could reclaim our lives. And not only that, but Jesus died and rose again so that we could take up the yoke of Jesus, the teachings, the way of Jesus. Jesus died and rose so that we could be free and so that we could learn to freely share our blessings with others. This is what we need, church. This is what our world needs. We need people who are humble enough to lay it all down at the foot of the cross. And we need people willing to let go of their way of doing things and to instead discover Jesus' way of doing things. Jesus is the one who takes away our burdens. And Jesus is the one who shows us how to live again. Jesus is the one who will teach us how to simply let a blessing Be a blessing. And Jesus will teach us how to join him in sharing those blessings with the ones most desperately in need in our world. Thanks be to God for the God who turns blessings into blessings again. Burdens back into blessings. The God who gives us all that we have and asks us to share it with those in need. Amen.